0: Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am. But first... Let me tell you about the meat tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, meat m e a t mrs m r s Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on YouTube. So check it out and get some carnivore swag. All right. This is episode 18 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today, I am joined by Leah Zuniga. She is a 24-year-old native German, and she's in San Jose, California now pastoring a church with her husband that's so awesome you can find her on instagram at happens to be ketobor and she's on youtube too at leah alexandra thank you so much for joining me today leah thank
1: you so much for giving me the opportunity i'm so excited to be here
0: yeah yeah i'm happy to have you on so let's jump right in. Um, what brought you to the Ketovor way of eating?
1: Okay, so that was actually a quite interesting story. I would have never guessed that I end up here. Um, but it, during my high school time in Germany, I was that's when my interest for health and nutrition started. But it was more focused on fitness, I would say. So I was super interested in all those Bikini bodybuilders, IFBB pros, you know, that's when I started. I did count macros and calories for, I don't know, 10 years of my life, probably. Um, And I did learn a lot during that time, and I do not think negative about it. It just taught me so much. Um, But I was always that person who didn't go over like 50 grams of fat, stuff like that, right? Trying to get like 200 grams of carbs in and then maybe 150 grams of protein. Um, then in 2016, I came to the U.S. as an au pair and I continued counting my macros, going to the gym, loving it. Um, I met my husband during that time as well. And then we decided to stay here and start a life here. Um, still continuing to count macros. And um, I was very active at the gym. Right now, I still like to go to the gym four to five times a week, but it's not priority of my life anymore. Mm. Back then, it really was. Um, but then after a while, I got fed up was not really seeing any results because I was that person I really worked out hard and um, mm-hmm. and I just didn't build any muscle um, I felt like I had the worst side of both worlds where you say that someone is either a heart gainer so he or she does not build a lot of muscle but he or she loses fat just like that right and then there's the other side where people just build muscle super quick but do not really lose fat at all, right? And I felt like I can't build muscle, but I also can lose fat. Um, And I, right now, looking back, really do believe that it's because of the diet. My body just didn't really thrive on that way of eating. Anyway, in 2019, I decided to start something else, um, try something else, which was the whole food plant-based way of eating. And um, my big inspiration for that was Dr. Michael Greger, And I still think Mm. he's a smart man. I still do, like, I I don't think anything bad about vegans or people who are trying to eat healthy and whole food plant-based, but it just didn't work for me at all. Um, I did not get worse because I only did it for six to nine months, maybe. Okay. If even. Uh, But what I realized, what was really funny is my nails shrank. I've never heard that before, but I realized my nails shrank. So um, Mm. they are quite normal now again but they were super tiny, like really, really small, which was weird. Wow. Yeah. And I haven't, I didn't make the connection back then either. I just thought it's just something my body is doing right now. That my nails just get a little smaller, but um, I still ate a lot of food, a lot of plants. And then one thing I realized is um, one day I decided to try a little bit of chicken and my stomach didn't really react to it well at all. I had a, stomach cramps, stomach pains, which probably was because I didn't have the enzymes and the gut microbiome to break the chicken down. But at that moment, I told myself, well, maybe chicken is just not good for me. That's why I can't digest it now, right? Making this wrong conclusion. Um, A few months later, I went off of the whole food plant-based diet because it was just too hard to stick to, honestly, with all the cooking, all the prepping. it was quite expensive and I had to go get groceries like three times a week or something because you just don't have that much room in the fridge for all the vegetables and then mm-hmm. they got bad and stuff like that. So I just, I, I was a student. I'm still a student. I just didn't have the time or the energy for all this extra work. So I went back to the normal macro counting way of eating. Um, In 2020, now 2021, I decided to do a bulk to actually build some muscle finally. Um. I think I did build some muscle during that time, but then after the bulk, when I decided to do a cut, um, I still did count calories. So I was at like 2,100 calories and broke my calories to 1,800 and 1,700 up until 1,300. And oh, oh. I wanted to mention, I'm quite tall, I'm 5'9". Okay. So I'm pretty tall. At that time when I started my, my cut, I weighed about 145 pounds when I ended the cut, I still weighed 145 pounds. So I dropped my calories by like 900 and didn't lose a pound, which was very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it, it was, I think I needed that to just wake up and realize that calories is really not this important and that there's more going on in your body. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was, it was around in May when I was, I didn't know what else to do. What could I do? Because I only knew that side of uh, nutrition and diet where you had to count macros to get the right amount of protein. And, but I came about over the uh, podcast of Max, uh, of Huberman lab. Do you know that the Huberman lab podcast?
0: The name sounds familiar. I've never listened to it, but I'm sure I've, I've seen it. I've seen it on, on one of the podcast apps.
1: Yeah, it's a super interesting podcast. It's of a professor at Stanford, and he does lots of different kind of topics. So he he, specialized on, he specializes on the brain, I believe, but he does interview people about stress, about nutrition, about lifestyle habits, but all on a very scientific level. And that's where I heard for the first time about uh, intermittent fasting and how beneficial that is okay. be for you. And through that podcast, I also found the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, which gave me lots of different ideas of how people actually can fast and how how it could work, right? And that's when I started um, getting interested in fasting because I always ate seven times a day, pretty much. My first meal at seven and my last meal at 10 because I was always hungry too, right? So um, mm-hmm. with that podcast, it led me um, on the path of, trying to eat bigger meals and less frequently um, and I did get very used to fasting for like 18 hours a day. During that time, however, I also read a lot about how beneficial it is to fast if you keep your cal- uh, your carbs quite low um, and fat high, protein high. This is how I got to the more keto, more keto way of eating, especially through Dr. Eric Burke, uh, mm-hmm. a very big keto name out there. I remember I was sitting at a meeting and I felt super bloated. I always suffered with bloating, but that day was like, I was extra. I was, yeah, it wasn't very nice. And, and that led me mm-hmm. to just scroll through YouTube and I found a video of Dr. Burke. So uh, it was a video about how to um fix your bloating within like two weeks or something something crazy like that and he really set out a like specific meal plan which i appreciated because you got to start somewhere so once you start following his meal plan you can adjust from there i felt like so i did that and i um watched a lot of videos from dr eric berg and he's really big on getting your 10 cups of uh, vegetables in a day, 10 cups of salad, nutritional yeast. But he also said it's important that you keep your carbs under 50 grams, right? And me still doing the macro counting every now and then, I just couldn't really understand it because when I tracked 10 cups of vegetables and nutritional yeast and maybe some sauerkraut for your gut and maybe some kefir, you went over 50 grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't make sense for me. And I was, it stressed me internally so much that I just, Try to find another way of eating. It was still not perfect for me, and honestly, I have no idea how I ended up um, on key, uh, carnivore after that. But I remember I uh, found Dr. Burry on YouTube. Um, I have a list here actually, so that I don't forget anything. Um, the Steak and Butter Gang. After a while, I found Bella's Instagram, and then realized she had like a whole group they're going on. Dr. Kills, Kelly Hogan, Lily Kane. It was Lily Kane? I actually watched all her videos um, in sequence from the first to the last one because her story was so inspirational to me. Oh wow. Yeah, so I, I went through all that. And a year ago or two, I heard about the carnivore lifestyle. And I was the opinion that it's super stupid. Like no one should do that. It's <laughs> just, it's not healthy for you. It's not good for them. Like the normal general um, thoughts that the yeah the normal americans have germans too in germany it's not very common to eat only meat either right so um but i think i had to go through the whole process of finding keto first finding intermittent fasting first to be open for the thought of trying carnivore for myself so i just started eating carnivore um i had my first steak maybe like two months ago like ribeye steak i probably had like filet mignon any time before that but no ribeye ever in my life and i still remember the first bite it was it was heaven it was so good and i just didn't i i couldn't understand why others don't eat that way because it's just so delicious right you don't want anything else once you start and once you do it properly um so yeah long story short i think that's how i ended up um at this meat-based lifestyle and that's also when i started um creating another Instagram channel and I also created another YouTube channel now because of the fact that the other one was very macro-based fitness-based and a lot of my families and friends follow me there and right now I really wanted to have this uh, carnivore channel to fully express myself and not having Mm -hmm. to worry about who might say something or think something if people ask me I'll tell them but I don't want to start anything or trigger anything. So I just felt more comfortable sharing my story on a fresh page.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So did you get that first ribeye on camera? I mean, (laughs) that must've been an experience. (laughs) I
1: should have. I should have. That's so true. I still remember though I was sitting here and I think my husband was home too. And I, I told him, I was like, why is this so good? Why didn't you tell me this is so good? This is so good. And he was like, Duh. yeah, of course it's ribeye. Right. I was like, yeah, but you never told me it's so good. Why didn't I have that before? And I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it, but yeah, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I bet. Um, and then something I wanted to ask you is when you did that cut and you cut all those calories away and you stayed the same weight, did you notice any, any changes like, um, your body like did you feel like your your shape or size changed at all during that cut or your energy levels or yeah
1: that's a good question um I don't think my shape really changed at all but my energy definitely changed um I I think during that time I dropped my fat probably to like 30 or 40 grams now I'm eating like 150 um and I had right yeah yeah I had maybe 90 grams, 100 grams of carbs, and the rest was protein. And if you only have that many calories to work with, you don't have that much protein either, right? Um, but yeah, energy levels definitely went down. Um, I also think that I I was in school at that time. I'm still in school right now, but with not fooling your body properly, school does seem way more stressing and exhausting than oh, yeah. already, right? So I believe that also helped me back a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, energy definitely, and from my body composition, barely anything changed. I probably just lost even more muscle, maybe not even fat, and just mm-hmm. muscle during that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I um, I was really into macro counting before, also, and I think I'm I'm only five four, but I had got my calories down to like 1,100 calories wow. a day, yeah. and I really wasn't I okay. So I would lose weight, but the weight I lost was all my muscles. So I was, Mm. I was working so hard in the gym and the, the, for how I was working way harder than I work now, I should have had all of these muscles, but when I would lose weight, all of my muscle would go. And it was, it was just so sad. It was terrible.
1: Yeah. That I had that experience in 2018, I think when I was still also just macro counting before my vegan time, um, I did, Lose around 15 pounds, I think, altogether over like a year or two. So it didn't happen very fast for me, and I know my body doesn't respond very fast. I just accepted that now. Mm-hmm. But during that time, um, I lost from like 140, I went down to 125, and that was right around my wedding time. So I'm not mad about it because you're mm-hmm. nice and clean at your wedding. <laughs> but I didn't have any muscle at that time, and I really did work out like six times a week. I was like three hours at the gym with cardio and everything, but. That's why I just, I got really mad at myself. Like you spend so much time at the gym and you don't really see a lot of muscle. Why is that? Like, why you? Why mm-hmm. does it have to be you who doesn't really respond like that? Yeah. So I had that experience in 2018.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and, and so you, you continue going to the gym while you were doing the plant-based thing?
1: Yes. Yes. I think at that time, my focus at the gym wasn't that much. I probably mm-hmm. went four to five times a week and on only for like 45 minutes. Uh, but I still had the time. I only worked. I wasn't in school yet. And we also got a dog. So I did go on a lot of walks during that time. And I gotta say, um, I did eat more food, more calories during my weekend time, and um, all mm-hmm. plant-based and whole foods, nothing processed, and I didn't gain any weight. So I maintained very well with a lot of food, but I also again was always hungry still.
0: Okay. Um, I know you were saying that Michael Greger was a big influence and you trying that out. What was, what do you feel like was the big selling point that you said, you know, this can be for, this can help me out. Um, what, what do you think you were kind of Mm -hmm. looking to gain from that?
1: Um, I think I was still just not happy with my body composition, how I looked. And I thought that if I really clean, cleanse my body was this proper, proper diet, what I thought it is, that I would get there without any issues, without having to count and, and I actually still continued counting to that time. I remember just in case, you know, <laughs> um, and I, what I really appreciated with him is he had this list of, I think, 14 foods or 14 Things you had to check off or should check off every day, like having like three cups of fruits, two different seeds, stuff like that. And once you had that checked off, you could, if you would want to, eat something else, something a little more processed, for example, but only after you got all your baseline food in. And I really Mm -hmm. liked that kind of eating. It's like check the box. And then if you really want something else, you can still have it, you know? And I really appreciated
0: that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. yeah, I, I went through a phase that I was doing that too. And it was, it was for health reasons and I I was lifting weights then also I was in the gym and I, it's interesting looking back because I can't say that I thought eating that way was going to bring me the muscle gains I wanted. I just kind of thought it was the healthiest thing and my body would magically put on muscle without so much protein.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and you were, you said you were still counting when you were doing the Whole Foods plant-based. What about now? Do you, do you do any tracking, any counting now, um, doing keto carnivore?
1: Actually, that's still something I work on. I do not count every day, but often I catch myself tracking just to see where I ended up because Mm -hmm. I also still see my I, I still regard myself very much in the beginning. I'm eating carnivore since early July. Actually, I have a countdown on my phone as well. So I don't forget my first day when I started. Um, so I'm still learning a lot about my body. And I just yeah. am afraid that I will find the sweet spot, but cannot really, like once I lose it, that I can't come back to it, that I can't mm-hmm. remember, okay, it was I felt so great because I had 180 grams of fat, you know, things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think it with counting and tracking, I feel like it depends on the person because some people can get really like neurotic about it and obsessive. Um, I know that that was me. And so coming initially coming to this way of eating, I was like, I'm not counting anything, but you know, about a month ago or so I did a, um, I made a YouTube video because people were asking, well, how much are you eating every day? And, you know, they wanted to know what my calories and macros were. And I was actually curious because I eat very intuitively and I was curious, okay, well, what am I eating? And it was really cool. It was, I can see it's a really good tool to be able to look back and see what I was eating. Cause I know that um, there's a certain, now I know there's a certain grams of fat. If I go over, my stomach is not going to be happy you know, and I, and, and it's cool to be able to, you know, see that in numbers, like, okay, on these days, that's when I had a little bit of stomach upset because of, and I knew it was because I had too much fat, but I didn't know what that threshold was, or if it was just a time of day thing, but looking back, it really was okay. You had like 200 and something grams of fat. And that's like too much for you or to be able to see the fat to protein ratio. And I had no idea before. But I, I like what you said about, you know, you finding the sweet spot and then being able to look and see, hey, this is where, where I do the best. Um, and, and you can yeah, go back exactly. to that.
1: So, so do you think that your body could adapt to a higher protein way, of, a higher fat way of eating? Because I have the same issue. My stomach does hurt if I eat a lot of fat in one sitting. But you hear a lot right now about the 80-20 way of eating, right? 80% fat, 20% protein yeah. and how good it is for your ketones and just for your brain and your health in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I was tracking, it looks like I did the best when I was like 65 to 70% uh, fat and anything over than that, you know, I might have an issue. Um, but in the beginning i do know that in the beginning i could not eat as much fat as i can now i can eat a lot more fat in one sitting and not have an issue um versus in the beginning and i think that that is um like maybe my gut microbiome adjusting to be able to digest more fat at one time where in the beginning i just i wasn't eating a whole lot of fat you know for for very many years so i think it was it was, um, it's, I think it's still, it's an ongoing process of adapting to a higher fat diet.
1: Yeah, right. I think so too. And I really am trying right now to get used to the higher fat way of eating, which is why instead of doing two meals a day right now with like 100 grams of fat or something and have my stomach hurt because I want to stick to the 80-20 rule, I'm really trying to have like four small meals right now I actually sure. just today started the um, like chisel program, the like feasting and fasting program um, of Raymond and Sick and butter gang where you do the yeah. priming first. And I wanna take advantage of the priming time where you can have as many meals as you want so that I mm-hmm. get my stomach to get used to yeah. higher fat. And then I'm gonna just like push the meals together so that it hopefully is going oh. to be able to digest all the fat and just one sitting, that's my goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I found is that if I like I can eat a lot more fat in one sitting if it's like cold butter. Um or like recently I made a carnivore ice cream and it's heavy cream and egg yolks. And I can eat a lot of that with it being frozen. Whereas if it was not frozen, I know that as as much as I ate of it frozen, it would it would give me give me some issues.
1: That's so interesting. I think honestly, I, I heard that a lot. That rendered fat might be easy, uh, harder to digest, right? And you just put that out and stick to uh, firm butter. I have the issue that when I eat butter firm, it does hurt mm-hmm. me more than if it's. Oh wow! Just, uh, okay, yeah, that's really weird. I don't. Yeah, know.
0: well, you know, that's that's just that's something that has like really come front and center with this way of eating to realize just how different everyone is and, you know, the, that each person, because a lot of people say a lot of things about what you should do, but really a, a big part of this way of eating is figuring out your sweet spot, your individual sweet spot. So I, I think a lot of people can make suggestions, like things you can try out, but at the end of the day, it's going to be all about you figuring out about you
1: yeah that's true uh, that's true that and just like to just, be open with uh, how your body might change and adapt right yeah right now, i know as as but i realized it's 140 grams of protein and 140 grams of fat really worked well for me since i was also weighing 140 grams so uh, 40 pounds where you hear always people say try to eat like a pound no a gram per pound of fat and protein right and that worked well but i don't think i um made as much progress as I could have made, which is why I'm really trying to change it up now. And I also um, was stuck with my fasting routine. I mm-hmm. really tried my best to get used to OMADS one meal a day. I just find it so much easier once you get used to it. You only have to worry about eating once a day. It's amazing but I just couldn't get to that point. It was super hard. And once I did maybe one or two OMADS um, in a row, it was like the third day, I felt like hungover, you know. I was hungry all day, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't really stick to it on a long term. So maybe a different kind of macro ratio for my body could make it easier. I hope so. You'll find out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Just give it time, and you'll you'll find that sweet spot for sure. Um, okay, so what about your family and friends? Uh, what do they? Do, does anyone? I know you said you're kind of new to this, but Has anyone had any pushback? Like, Leo, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Honestly, I think I'm really, really blessed in that way because my husband is like, do I trust you? Do whatever makes you happy. And he's super behind it. He loves me too. So I think it's a good thing for him as well. Um, My parents, we actually just got back from Germany. My parents are in Germany. We just got back yesterday. So I'm still a little hungover right now. And they were the sweetest because they they, have, they follow me on Instagram. They know I eat very specific, always already. But um, from the first day on, they served us meat for breakfast. They made like ribeyes because they knew that I like And they never mm-hmm. questioned it or never asked it. They, they were curious. They did ask why I do it or how it, how it came to it but they never said anything bad about it or about me or that I would just hurt myself. So that was that was really, really good, yeah. And anyone else, yeah, I really don't um, worry too much about it. I actually had one uh, um, case where a friend of mine, she is, <laughs> yeah, she studies nutrition in school, right? Mm-hmm. So from her, I had to hear um, something once It was also over Instagram over direct messages and she told me that she's um she can't even look at my Instagram anymore and that she um she's just so sad that I um spread wrong information you know and like misinformation and I didn't even answer I didn't even respond to that message because I really don't want to start a fight or argument with her you know I still love her she you know when there's nutritional um yeah when you think differently about nutrition than someone else it doesn't mean that you can't be friends right i just i didn't want to push it even more and i just decided, okay that's your opinion but it's not mine so and we will see we will see in a couple of years
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and if anything it plants a seed and her being a nutrition student, you know, and she's, she's curious about thing these things, maybe she'll look more into it. Cause there's, there's quite a few, um, you know, registered dietitians, doctors that, you know, support and promote this way of eating. So, so maybe she'll come around. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So do you, do you include any organs in your diet? I
1: do. I do love cod liver. So I eat that okay. quite every now and then, maybe three times a week or something. You can get it in those little cans. And I do love the taste. It tastes like butter to me. Um, besides that, I'm not a big fan of uh, beef liver or calf liver. I've, I've tried it. Our dog is actually also um, carnivore. He's also eating the proper doggy diet. She, but uh, so she loves liver. I give it to her like every other day and she loves it. Sometimes I do try it, but yeah, cod liver is my favorite, favorite kind of liver.
0: Cod liver. Wow. So do they just sell that in the grocery store where where you are? Unfortunately
1: not. Yeah. I have to get it over in Amazon, but they sell it for like $2 per can, I think. And you can get it in a 12 pack or something. So it's really inexpensive.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to try that because I've had the cod liver oil, but I feel like Mm -hmm. it's very processed. And they always add flavors to it oh, so yeah. i i would li- i would like to try a actual cod liver because i've never never tried that
1: yeah give a uh, try. i've never tried the oil i heard okay. i actually was about to purchase it once but then remembered again. okay i just want to use whatever it's very easy for me to get right yeah. uh, and the cod liver we got it at work once and and it was just so good that I decided to order it at home as well. It's, it's, it's really good, it's really good. Okay. It's like fun. it's amazing.
0: Okay, so I, yeah, you would recommend the cod liver. I would not recommend the cod liver oil. Just skip it and keep eating the cod liver, okay? <laughs> I'll do, I'll do. <laughs> um, okay, what is your typical day of eating? I know you said you're eating uh, two or three meals a day. What did you eat yesterday?
1: Well, so yesterday we were flying. So yesterday okay. I was like all over the place. Um, but um, yesterday I did have a lot of salami because that's really easy to pack. Um, and I oh. also took uh, took some prosciutto and shrimps into the airport lane. And no one said anything. Like I was able to take it through security. they are all fine with it. And I had some shrimps and prosciutto during the flight. But if I were home, I usually have my first meal at 11. And then my second meal are at around four o'clock, so I'm trying to eat between 11 and five o'clock. Now that I started the uh, the program, I'm going to eat around four times a day so far. And then I think um, in week three, we will start doing only two meals a day. And I assume I will be back to 11 o'clock and four o'clock eating and then depends i think some some days you do omed on that program some days you don't eat at all so i'll just see wherever it falls i think but i do like to eat before five o'clock my last meal and then in the mornings i just try to push it out a little bit because then i get to eat at work and then at work we have a fully stocked kitchen so it's really easy to just go to work and eat there we have burger patties there we have cod liver there yeah so another thing we are blessed with yeah yeah it's really cool it's really nice
0: yeah sounds like it um and okay so you're still working out four or five days a week do you work out fasted
1: yes i got used to working out fast it was never that kind of person i always had to eat something before i worked out but just this high fat way of eating and this high nutrition way of eating really got me got me to that point where i can get up in the morning go work out and then go through my day for a few more hours before actually having something to
0: eat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I always work out fasted and I can't imagine, I mean, I, I didn't always do this. Definitely in the days before it was like, I needed to eat all the time. I would like eat in the middle of working out, but now I love working out fasted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much easier to
0: it, it is. It is. Cause I, I can't imagine. Cause I get up at five 30 in the morning. So I can't imagine if I had to like, I don't know, make a bowl of oatmeal or something before I go out the door.
1: <laughs> Another 10 minutes. You got to get up early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, okay. So, so you mentioned that okay. before you felt like you couldn't really gain muscle. You couldn't really lose fat. Has anything changed since? Since uh, anything changed for you since changing the way you eat?
1: Yeah, I do really have the feeling that mm-hmm. my muscle builds so much faster, especially my glute muscle. So I was always really mm-hmm. strong in my legs. That was always my strength part, but now I do work out legs twice a week, and I do way less um, volume. So I do maybe two exercises each, two to three sets way less than before and um, they are a lot more um, developed and uh, yeah the way I progress as well is just out of this world I've never experienced that before finally you know after like what six years of working out finally I get some results that are properly yeah
0: yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i my experience has been the same because i worked out so so long that the amount of time i worked out i should be you know like a top physique competitor or right. something. <laughs> i yeah i had the same
1: i have the same thoughts always why why is it that their muscle just builds so quick they probably uh, ingest something right but of course there's a lot of really good natural athletes out there that just are blessed with that, mm-hmm. but we can, we can do that too with the proper way. Of thinking, I'm
0: sure. we'll yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, changing, switching over to carnivore. It was like, it was like night and day. I was like, wow, I'm actually building muscle. Like I can see it. I don't have to imagine things and, but it's, it's happening in real time. So definitely, definitely a plus to eating this way. Um, what about, what are some other benefits that you've noticed so far I know I know it's still early but Mm -hmm. but has there been anything else that any other improvements
1: yeah so compared to I've listened of course to all your podcasts and interviews already and I can't I didn't have any health issues that were very very um, bad and very hard on myself Uh, the only thing I had was really um, I was very low in iron always already Mm -hmm. and my skin is quite dry and I'm very pale so my my oh (laughs) sorry my skin is (laughs) um, my skin always had issues and my hair did fall out a little bit not very bad but it um, got better as well and the one thing again that I really realized is that my nails just grew so much more and they didn't only grow like this way but also that way so my nets are actually looking normal now again which is amazing they don't break anymore um i do think that i glow i i i I tell myself that i glow a little more than usual with all the fat. yeah (laughs) um and yeah i just realized i did start feeling more self-confident like you hear that fat always affects your brain as well so I do believe that just mentally some shifts happen that make me feel more calm and more sub um, I'm just believing in myself a little more with everything Mm -hmm. going on as well we have I have work full-time I go to school full-time and we have our church where we are every weekend and every night so there's a lot going on in our lives and still trying to find this peace within you is super important, and it's really hard to do that with having your body spike its insulin and then spike its blood mm-hmm. sugar and then trying to calm everything down again. Um, and I do. So I was around two months carnivore before going to Germany. In Germany, I was I would say eighty percent, seventy to eighty percent carnivore. Uh, but I did try, like bites here and there of things, um, and I did have for example ice cream right ice cream comes with sugar if you don't make it yourself so I I did pay attention to getting a high quality ice cream but I still really wanted my ice cream in Germany and I felt ter- not terrible but mm-hmm. I did feel very like uncalm after eating anything that is not carnivore which is cool I think because that made me realize again okay this way of eating does have its results and it does affect my body like right away immediately and it helps you stick to it properly again so yeah. yeah i think today and tomorrow i might still have to suffer a little bit through the like withdrawal phases of actually getting all this sugar out of your body um i probably had maybe like 70 or 60 grams of carbs a day um which is still 60 grams more than i usually have right so i'm still trying yeah. to get it out of my system now um but yeah what was the question again? I'm sorry. (laughs) About the other
0: benefits. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah.
1: Brain health, skin health. I'm still going through, so I'm still suffering a little bit of dry skin, but I mean, my skin was dry for years for like, what I'm 24 now. So for like 14 years. Right. So I Mm -hmm. can't, I can't just expect it to be better within like a week, but um, it's been getting a lot better already.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. and I the more people I talk to, the more it it seems true. the longer it goes on, the better it gets. It, it really does. and i'm I'm continuously surprised by new things changing and new things getting better.
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. Every day, every day you you realize something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. okay, well, I have. One last question to ask you. Um, What advice would you give to someone just starting out on this way of eating or um, thinking about giving it a try?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that it's really important not to expect it to be easy. I think it's hard, especially in the beginning, if you are at a point where you do have to explain others still and... Mm -hmm still have to go through some withdrawal symptoms yourself. This is the hardest part. I realized for myself, it's usually a three-day process with anything. With coffee, it was also a three-day process. When I went off of coffee, it took me around three days to actually feel normal again. Um, And it is hard. So I don't expect it to be easy because then everyone would do it, Um, but it's gonna be worth it. And I think that's really, really important
0: to, to remember. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. If it was easy, yeah, everybody would do it and like feel so much better than they feel eating junk food. But it's it's not easy. Um, yeah. but but it is worth it, and it does it does get easier. It truly does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, this has been absolutely lovely, Leah. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it it's been it's been a beautiful interview.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I was very excited to meet you today and to talk to you. I was quite nervous, but you were so lovely. That was a really nice time. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. So welcome. I can't wait to do this again as your, as, as your journey continues. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> That's it for today. Until next time, stay meaty, stay strong, and stay inspired. Do you have a carnivore story to tell? Connect with me on Instagram at meat M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I would love to interview you and the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals. Thanks so much for watching and all your support. Bye-bye till next time.